Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Giles Corran Has No Idea. It's called this not because I literally know nothing, but because it's all about the moment in the week when I have to sit down and write my column but have absolutely no idea what to write it about. Which is where my wife Esther comes in, who, having read all the papers whilst I take the kids to school, always has half a dozen ideas picked out for me when I get back to be discussed at the kitchen table over a nice cup of coffee. Now, I loved the story at the beginning of the week about the fact that the Queen keeps a diary. Giles Brandreth went to visit the Queen. Um, I feel like... Giles... What do you mean Giles Brandreth? He lives with the Queen. Giles Brandreth always goes to visit I was, the going, queen, I was yeah. going to say, I feel like Giles Brandreth is probably around for tea with the Queen every quite, every quite. week. Yeah, and she goes, oh fuck, it's Brandreth again. <laughs> Here he is. And anyway. also, and she probably goes, why does he spell his name with a Y is what the Queen wants to know. My favourite economist, Giles Corrin, spells it with an I, like all cool people. What is... Brandreth's problem. On. Big problem for me that he's the most famous Giles and he spells it wrong. But anyway, yeah, what? What do you think? Do, do you feel like Charles Brandreth is more famous than you? Is that <laughs> does that bother you? <laughs> People do go less to be fair than they did. Yeah, Giles is that like Charles Brandreth? And I go in, in what way? In what way? No, I've never been a Tory MP and I haven't got a funny voice and I don't do Dictionary Corner. Although, although no one's ever asked. In fact, they have. And I said no because I didn't want to be thought of as yet another Giles from Dictionary Corner. Uh, yeah, and the problem is about with a why. It's such a... Everyone... He, I am now probably maybe more famous than Giles Brandreth. I don't know. Am, it, I, am it, I not? It depends on the demographic. You're very famous to some people and not at all. Well, we, we, we both go for the home counties over 70, so <laughs> I don't know whether we share that demographic. But um, what, I'm, what I'm just really hoping is that there is, there is not in the next 20 or 30 years an Esther Walker who's a serial killer. Because that's just like... It's just screwsy forever, isn't it? It's really, really difficult. I, was at, uh, I had a friend when I was younger who had shared the name of a very famous serial killer and it was t- really bad for her. And being called Ted Bundy must be crap in a girls' <laughs> school anyway. <laughs> Hi, Mitch and Mrs. Ripper, we decided to call our child the Yorkshire. But we, we, wanted, we wanted to avoid him. We thought Jack was a bit shit. Look, can um, we talk about the story? We can. I wanted say. to just say the thing about Giles Brandreth that I hate is that he spells it with a Y, which is like an, a pretend old-fashioned pub menu. It's like Giles is fine. It's like traditional fare. Why? You've called Giles already, which is pretty rough, and you put a Y in there. We spell it with a Y. Giles. I think it's maybe the kind of um, the Viking spelling of Giles, isn't it? I don't it? think there was a Viking spelling. Do you not, do you not think so? There were not many Vikings called Giles. Anyway, Giles with a Y went yeah. to see the Queen and revealed on Monday and I'm quite surprised that people didn't pick up on this it uh, revealed on Monday that the Queen keeps a diary every day in the evening she sits down at her desk <laughs> right <laughs> that is what, what do you think is funny about that <laughs> uh, 
Dear diary. <laughs> given no the... one understands one. <laughs> <laughs> she's not 14. She's 93. That's how she, she talks. That is. Dear when... diary, have you come far? <laughs> Queen 93 and a quarter. That's what it is, the joke, isn't it? What? Secret diary of her moral yeah, yeah, queen yeah, yeah. 93 and a half. <laughs> I'll write that down. Look, it was in the sun, in the mirror, ooh, in the express. This is not So it's what, well. is it all the not true papers? Which in I've, the Daily which Mail, I... the Queen makes handwritten nightly entries into a private diary. Michael Palin re- revealed he had dinner with the... No, it's not interesting. The Blah, blah, blah. The actor revealed... Oh, so Michael Palin... Oh, I thought it was Giles Brandreth. Oh, I've got it wrong. It's actually Michael Palin. <laughs> oh, well, that gives it a whole new complexion. Oh, well, that... Because I'm sure it was Giles Brandreth, and now they're saying it's Michael Palin, so it can't be true. It's not true. Why not? What are you talking about? Because they're getting it wrong. Because there are inconsistencies in the You mean report. you've seen that story reported as Giles Brandreth? Yes. Maybe I just imagined that it was Giles Brandreth who said this. God, you're useless. This is not going I, very you're well. You're meant to be helping me find a column. Sorry, she, but sorry, However, sorry. look, she writes but look, the diary. the fact is... That's the peg. She... she Yes. The, the, On a day the, when just the news is just, it's all just calamitous and climate yeah. change and tragedies and, the, the, it's, you know, I've got to find a thing the like that. The secret diary of the Queen. Although... Her Majesty the Queen, 93 and a half. But um, do you have anything, what would she say? You're the one who kept a diary of your I disgusting <laughs> escapades. Oh, I wish it had been disgusting. Got, had sex, it was a bit crap, passed out in have the morning. Have you read my really diary? Ha- really hates him. Genuinely, have you read all my university diaries? Have I read? Have you read? You heard me. You said, have I read all your university diaries? Have you read my university diaries? Look, you're twitching. You have, haven't you? Not you really. have. What? No. That's not okay, darling. No, I haven't. You're a bad person. No, I haven't read them anyway. You have? I haven't. Not for ages. <laughs> Sports day, yes. So it's sports day around the land, and sports day is a is a great topic. I now see why sports day is such a great topic because we now have our own sports days. Whereas in the past, I thought sports game, yeah, who cares? But sports day is a big deal. It's such emotional a great day. topic, as you know, that the world famous Times columnist Giles Corrin did mention it briefly. You only, um, yes, it's a shame because it's a, such a great topic, and I feel like you maybe you, it, yes, it's a shame because you could have done it really big. So what the, the story you're talking about the story in the Times about this school in Cardiff that, that scut through. <laughs> school off. in Cardiff. I call it when when slightly hungover. I call it Cardiff. God. That, that, it's it's fine. It doesn't mean the economy isn't going to be good. It's a, the sports day in Cardiff. <laughs> the spit store in, in Cardiff. Ca- there's the, a sports day in Cardiff, and the kids have been. The parents have been banned from all future sports days because some a parent or parents unknown made such a terrible fuss about, I don't know, probably their children being The story says out. that they were, they were haranguing the referees. And swearing, the... swearing at the teachers in front of the children. And then we had our own little kerfuffle at our sports day. Which, that... happened, which happened what exactly? Well, so our I didn't come to Sam's. You didn't come to Sam's, and that's, that's sort of when it happened. And last year, when he was in reception, did incredibly well in sports day and won loads of stuff and came home with all his first stickers, and he was really proud because he's, he's a sporty child, and this is quite central to his personality, you know, so he's, he's a sports, sports person, sports child. And then this year, he set off to his sports day, I think sort of assuming that he was king of sports and he was going to win everything. And then in his first race, racing against... Um, his mate, who I'm going to call Max, that's not his real name, but he was racing against his friend Max, who's a big boy, like Sam, and they were they were thundering down the thing, and there was a bit of argy-bargy in the thing, they were sort of elbowing each other, and it was all a bit nyay, and then they crossed the finishing line, and I was videoing the race, 
and I feel like Sam came first. But they gave Max the first sticker. So obviously you step in like John McEnroe, you cannot be serious, you throw your weight about and you defend your kid, or do you? Well, or do you? Okay, so in that moment I thought, oh my God, what am I going to do? Because Sam was like, what? You know, but when the teacher gives you your second sticker... He's six. He's not going to go, wait, wait, I came first. Because it was really close. It was really close. You could only tell. And there's me all this time with our lovely non-competitive school thinking, actually, the school sports are a bit wussy. They all get a race against four or five others. They get plenty of goes to win last year because our kids each won a race. Oh, this is a bit lame. Then when they actually don't win. When they don't win, you think, oh, my God. So he. You tell yourself these are what the life lessons are. You know, you, you have a school sports day so you can learn how to lose. But it was catastrophic. It was really, it was, well, for me, it was really bad. And I thought, no, I'm not going to go up with my video evidence and say, actually, Sam won. Because I thought that would be unmellow. That is not the spirit of the school that we're at. And we're at it because it's a gentle, non-competitive school. But then I thought, what kind of parent am I not going up to defend my child's honour? You know, he, he won. He won. I've got video evidence. He won. And I didn't, I didn't say anything. I didn't tell anyone. I went, no, just forget it. Just don't say anything. And then Sam, who I think was a bit freaked out that he hadn't won this race that he was thought he was going to win and he's only six, just kind of crashed out of all of his other races. Sack race just fell over, egg and spoon race. Uh, and I'm sorry, but I can't help regarding my son as a complete failure. Now, poor little boy. I was uh, so proud of him last year, which I hadn't meant to be. And that's the problem. If you're really proud of them when they win, poor yes, little Sam, I know. we're going to have to take him to some sort of athletics camp. <laughs> Uh, and but train him he, because I can't have this happen again next year. I was so sad. You came home to talk about and you were crying basically I was, I about this thing, which well, I no, can't. I was, cr- I was crying not because he lost, but because he was so brave about it. And all his other mates. So we have like, to do something. We have to get him steroids and we have to take him some proper. <laughs> to take, we'll have to take him to Russia uh, where he can be. Where you know what, you're, you're not wrong. There is, there is definitely technique to the egg and spoon race and the sack race. And he had. But they cheat. They cheat. I that know. ghastly man, dad there, the flashy dad who has to win everything and he's the best and he's got the flashiest car and the fanciest clothes and all that gives his kid blue tack to yes. stick the to stick the egg to the spoon and yeah. like it's, they call it an egg and spoon race to throw you off the centre think it's not very important but what they did in this race because Sam and my daughter I mean you know so Sam loses the egg and spoon race Kitty in her sports day later on she lost the egg and spoon race and where in Sam's race the kid won because he blue tacked no ten- he was he was busted very quickly for, for sticking the thing on. But the thought was there. The thought was so there. So he should have been banned for at least three years yeah. and not allowed to compete. Mm-hmm. If you do that in the Olympics, you're gone. Yes. You know, you get to come back. That boy, he should he should be, not until he's 14, should be allowed anywhere near, if he's even seen with a spoon, he should be like Ben Johnson. Kid. But my point is, yeah. and, then, and then Kitty in her egg and spoon race, she came last. Yeah. But she, went, she walked the whole way, taking very seriously the, 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 the you mustn't drop the, the, the egg. And because the egg is now a tennis ball, what happens is okay, the, the kids all ran along, they drop the, 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 and it bounces and they pick it up and put it back on the spoon and they run and it falls and they put it back on. In my day, it was an egg. The point is you can't, it goes splat and you can't pick it up and put it back on. But the tennis balls also just constantly fall off, whereas an egg in a spoon sort of stays on. A stays bit. on, but if it does fall off, then it comes out. So basically, what are they learning? Nothing. They're just learning to cheat. And so I think that they, they basically what they're going to need to have is is that they need to go to to, uh, to Russia and they need to have drugs and they need to be made better than all the other kids. She won her sack race, though. She was, she was like a kangaroo in her yeah, sack yeah. race. Yeah, yeah. And then I found myself r- ridiculously proud of her. Uh, yes. Well, but, but This is what... And they also, also, the sack race, it's very hard, you know, what use would drugs be in a sack race? They ought to probably have bring the sack race back into the Olympics. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and egg and spoon and stuff like that. And then... Egg and spoon, Olympic egg and spoon race would be fantastic. In fact, there's a column. That's what the column ought to be. It ought to be 
the forget the Olympics. Sports Day is the real challenge. Or, these are the events. These are the events you need. Ten more events. Of like, like you get at Sports Day. Yeah. Um, or with all sport, because there's quite a lot of sports stories in the papers. I'm 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 bored with all organised sport. Children's sports days are where the real action is. Basically, you know, the, the tennis is just uh, it's just tedious. We've just you know, yes, this wonderful fifteen-year-old girl has has uh, beaten uh, Venus Williams, but Serena. But she's just going to be playing tennis for the next twenty years and beating everyone into a cup and no one is going to be able to beat her and it's the same old people that are going to be winning the men's Wimbledon and it's all quite boring because Andy Murray isn't in it anymore because he's in the he's because he's just playing in the doubles and who really cares about the doubles and there was the women's football who cares about the women's football there's a cricket world cup but frankly it's not on terrestrial tv and no one's really watching it no one cares the future of sport surely lies in the egg and spoon race I would no longer and I would no more watch a women's football match than I would a men's football match football is the most boring thing in the world ever one of the brilliant thing about brilliant things about getting married was that I never ever had to watch another football match ever again. Well, how was getting married the solution to that? Because I was married, I didn't have to like pretend to like football. Is or that what be- you did to get boyfriends? Pretend to like football? Well, it didn't. Hi, I'm work. Esther. Look at my bikini. I like Chelsea. Uh, yes. Well, no. Well, but there was no. You know, it's just a thing. It's just a thing. You kind of, when you're single or whatever, you sort of have to like pretend that you're watching the football and bleh. to go where the boys are. Really, kind of to go where the boys are. Yeah, exactly. And then when when I was married, I was like, I, I no longer have to watch watch a single second. Of and football. have you? Are you aware of the football? Are you aware I of this? T- I am extremely aware of this, this aware girl of crying the, on the front. The Steph. lionesses. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's look. so inverted. I watch these women crying at football, and I think, why are you crying? That, girls don't cry. <laughs> Men cry at football. It's really weird. She looks like Gaza. I think it's like girls would <laughs> cry about other stuff. It's the one thing left for men to cry well, about. Well, you know what? Women women cry most often when they're stressed. They did a they did a um, a test on. Tier. They did a scientific. Oh, is this on, of, on nottrue.com? No, shut up. This is true. This is true. Um, they did. A, they did. A, they analysed t- the tears from women and the tears from men. And um, women's tears contain a huge amount of the, some stress hormone called stressy content or something. I can't what and it's men's called. tears contain mostly beer. Um, <laughs> presumably. That's why. So, so men, boys, and girls cry exactly the same amount up to the age of 12, and you would argue looking at our children that Sam cries probably more than Kitty. Up to the age of 12, boys and girls cry exactly the and same And he cries amount. entirely about football. And the one thing I try and tell him is you can cry whenever he you like. He cries about football. everything yeah. we're talking about. He cries about his Weetabix. Anyway, anyway, anyway. I love the fact that this guy has come to the, gone to the World Cup dressed as Gareth Southgate, though. This guy, Steph Horton. That's the woman. Sorry. I'm Phil glad he takes up an interest in female <laughs> sport, but Steph Horton is the, is the England captain. Uh, and that is Phil Neville, uh, who's off to a come dressed as Gareth Southgate party. I think you have to wear a waistcoat now if you're the if you're the England manager of anything. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Just on that Women's World Cup and women's sport, there's two other women's sport things that are relevant. And, could be, and there's the thing where Wimbledon, for the first time, are not calling them Miss and Misses. Right. So they used to go like game. Miss thing. Miss. Capriati. Yeah, exactly. That was going back a bit. I know, that's the last um, time I watched tennis. Uh, and, and then there's this 15-year-old girl who beat um, Venus. Uh, what I've written on my notes, as you can see, is Coco Gauff, 15, could I beat her, is the thing. Because I've obviously started having tennis <laughs> lessons. And I had one yesterday and it went quite well. She fed me some balls and I hit some of them back over the net. And I can only... It's really nice that this 15-year-old girl has beaten seven times Grand Slam champion Venus Williams. I can't really get past the notion that could she really beat me? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've probably played tennis 12 times in my life. Mm. And my arm hurts quite a lot. Yes. And I can't serve. No. But she's only 15. I used to ask my dad. And when Martina, my dad was rubbish at tennis. And he used to go and have these tennis lessons. And it was this, the one hour of the week that he didn't smoke. Uh, oh, and he would, he would poor old yeah. and he would go down to Bronsbury Tennis Club and uh, with his coach Bob Appleton and my dad would stub out his bag <laughs> and get on the court and then take he'd, a swig of time and he'd, play, and he'd charge around purple in the face with this sort of rich <laughs> smash smash smash, smash uh, 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 and never listen to the coach would try and tell him what to do don't tell me what to fucking do yeah. smash 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 um, and then come off and immediately spark up a fag and say, I've played tennis today now I've earned my ciggy and I remember when I was 10 saying dad do you think you could beat martin and have right over just because he was my dad he could do anything and alex yeah. goulden's dad was the first man on the moon he told me and i believed until <laughs> relatively recently uh and uh and my dad would say he's lying and uh, but you can't do, anyway uh, anyway and my my so my dad i said i said to my dad could you eat martin and have right over and he said well no she's very good i could probably hold my serve a couple of times goes, could you fuck it would have been literally just nil 15 whatever that is after 40 like nil 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 but my my dad sort of did my dad believe he could have taken a set off? I mean, uh, taken a couple of service games off Martina Navratilova? Yeah. Or was he saying that because he didn't want to admit to me that he couldn't? I, oh, or maybe he could have done. I, listen, when, you're, when your son goes, who thinks you're just you're amazing, goes, could you mean beat Martina Navratilova? Your, your, your dad is in a little bit of a moral quandary there, you know? Sam, I was just on that thing about him, me asking him whether he could beat Martina Navratilova. When we're watching the, the Cricket World Cup and... Joffre Archer, the new Barbadian-born uh, English fast bowler who bowls at 92 miles an hour. And he bowls 92 miles an hour. And Sam looks at him and he goes, that's a 92 miles. He said, Dad, does he bowl faster than you? Oh. I want to go, well, no. But, well. And, I, and I sometimes think, would Joffre Archer really be any better than me? <laughs> <laughs> no, but in the garden with Sam, you're, you're just like, you know, Joffre Archer is a young fast bowler from the Caribbean who's very good at running in and bowling at 92 but does he have the nous to like put it in the right spot for a six-year-old boy well that's to- the wonderful thing about cricket is that it's not just about you know it's about being smart and foxy and wily it's just quite hard to I think he's part- probably bowled quite a lot of balls at a lot of six-year-old boys but I, I listen. It is important to retain the super- Superman status for one's children for as long as possible.
Oh, okay, okay, this one. I love this one. All right. There was a documentary this week about John McEnroe still rocking at 60 on BBC One. It got four stars out of five in the television view in the Times. And I thought, inside the mind of a brat, in what praise of... Don't know what would you know about that. So Johnny? what's the so the story? So pegged to the fact that there was a there was a documentary about. Yeah, them. Johnny Mac, mm-hmm. brats, people throwing their weight around. Why you know, you know your experience of being like a super brat, and now you're an old brat. The thing that I think about John McEnroe is that I remember when he was in his prime, and I didn't like him because I was I was um, I was brought up quite sort of I was a suburban. And small C conservative, and in fact large C conservative, uh, and uh, and quite into a naughty boy, and told to behave and be good at school, and and then John McEnroe was shouting and screaming and badly behaved, and my parents were going, oh dear, very horrible naughty boy, and I thought the same thing. I thought he was horrid. I thought Bjorn Borg was great, and I also I was in fa- I was on the square side of everything. So I in those days I was Blue Peter, not Magpie. I was multicolored swap shop, not Tiswas. I feared anything that was slightly disruptive. And so John John McEnroe was one of those things. I really didn't like him at all. Uh, but you are. But you and are then, such. And, you have such a massively disrupting and, personality. How can you? Possibly and then I've explain ended that? up becoming like him. Yeah. A bit. Why? But why? I mean, how? What? How did? And that then happen? I liked him later. Once you become old and sad. Uh, and Johnny Mac was never sad. Come on. Uh, no, but when he started, when later when he wasn't winning anything anymore, and he was old, and I and he was about sort of thirty two, thirty three, I became. Are you checking your phone because I'm boring you? What's the? No, because I had to miss the shopping trip to Bista. And, I, and, they're, they're, oh, Daniel, and, really? and Danielle's blown a tyre You had to miss up. a shopping trip to Bist. And how's Danielle's tyre? I don't know. She's called the AA. It's all a bit stressful. So John McEnroe, yes. anyway. Now, you see, I think he's a bit... I know you think he's great, but I think he's a dick now. Because now he always... He does. He plays his exhibition tennis matches, and at some point he goes, that ball was on the line. You cannot be serious. And I think, mm. oh, mate, you're 93. You cut like the Queen. You can't still be making a joke about this, so how you used to be of a penis when you were a kid. Yeah. But that is what he does. And he says these kind of controversial things now. And it's, it's all about, you know, I, I was a cock when I was 20 and, and I can now turn it to account. But it's true, I could write a column about people, people... But that's very me, me, me. It is. About whether or not people do love a brat. They actually don't. I know, because I was one, and I still am. Well, I don't... Well, people do... Well, I don't know, people like personalities who will do, do and, 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 and say and be as kind of explosive and passionate and angry about stuff that they feel inside but they don't want to because it kind of disrupts the social fabric, you know? Is it because in those days people did behave a bit better and it was more unusual? Because there was him, there was Ilya Nastasi, there were a couple of badly behaved guys, whereas now they're all just spoiled, awful, self-serving the f- footballers and stuff they're all basically yeah. John McEnroe they all challenge every- the idea of challenging an umpire's decision then was was, was really radical now it's just yes. all they do yeah. and now everything's done by video refereeing in order to stamp out any kind of well they have to do it by video refereeing because they challenge everything all the time because they're more famous and they're so higher the fact paid, that so robotics they're... and AI and all that shit and the world domination by tech is all John McEnroe's fault I saw yeah. it coming a mile, mile away yeah Anything exactly else? why do you hate all my ideas I don't well what fucking ideas have you got then uh, I've got one or two ideas. Yeah. Um, I'm going to piss all over them. <laughs> uh, well, remind me what they... No, I have... Wait a minute. First of all, no, I liked your Queen's Diary idea and I liked your... And, I, and the, the women's sport idea. I thought possibly... Do you feel that with I've been like that? What? I have got a slight hangover. And I would also... You're I mean, always like that. It's fine. Part of the thing about you having with my column is that like, well, it's all very easy to do as mm. you're discovering... Well, 
I don't know. It's all very easy to do to write a, a funny column when you feel fine, but when you're a bit hungover and tired, it's hard. And we went out last night, and I said we mustn't drink too much because we've got to do this thing in the morning. And I have to write my column, and, and you said, "Oh, it doesn't matter." We had too much fun. We got drunk, and you said, "It doesn't matter. It's fine. Stop. Relax. Chill. It'll be fine." And you've woken up with a hangover, <laughs> and your ideas are subpar. But you woke up with your usual, "I don't feel fresh as a mountain stream." I brought you tea. I made you coffee, and. You're not on. You, you you've got a little bit of a cold in your throat, and you and you. I've got heavy, but I've got heavy. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and and now your ideas are subpar. Luckily, I have an idea that I had before we started drinking yesterday, <laughs> uh, which I think is possibly quite feasible. There was a there's a thing with Jeremy Paxman. Right. Uh, it was in the uh, the Daily Mail, Mail Tuesday. yesterday, uh, and it's it's got a very very grumpy look picture of. Paxman and it says now we can only joke about old people moans Paxo 69 so uh, Paxman in his brand new saga column and obviously wanted to be a bit outspoken and people people sort of uh, pay attention to it uh, has said uh, the truth is the snowflakes have taken charge in government departments in the media and elsewhere just about the only sector of society but he's saying you can't be rude about anyone the snowflakes have taken over the young people he rants in saga magazine just about the only sector of society that is fair game is old people. I know, I've made plenty of jokes about them myself. The jokes have traction because deep down all these feel blah, 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 blah. Just about the only sector of society that is fair game is old people. They're the only people we're allowed to take the piss out of. And ginger people. But that's not my column. No. And they can't, see that, they can't see that you've got red hair. I, yeah, okay, I've got red hair. So putting your hangover aside and interrupting for just <laughs> one minute... Jeremy Clarkson says the only people you can take the piss out of now are... Jeremy Pagsman or Jeremy Clarkson. (laughs) I've always confused Jeremy Clarkson and Jeremy Pagsman. very easily done. Except... No, okay, darling. No, no, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. No, if you hadn't interrupted me, we'd be there. Okay. Look, Jeremy Pagsman (laughs) is complaining that the... But now that he's very old, the only sector of society that is fair game is old people. You can't be mean about... Women and yeah, gay yeah, people, yeah. and quite rightly, and people of other ethnicities. But you can be horrible about old people. They're yeah. the only people you can be rude about. I say, not so. Not so. There are lots of people you can be rude yeah. about. Like vegetarians. Is that still okay? Yeah. Vegans? No, probably, unless you do it in the right way. William Sitwell got in trouble. What Ooh, about yeah. cyclists? Uh, uh, people go to Glastonbury. Festival people. Yes, festival uh, people. You know, these are all the people that you absolutely slate all year round anyway. I, I used to sometimes be mean about fat people, but I realised that that is not cool anymore. No. So, yes. but what about tall people? Yep. Endlessly banging, banging their, their heads. heads on... You just said it as if I, if I said that yeah, before. Yeah, you said it before. Oh, well, really? Banging With their it. stupid long shoes. Yes. <laughs> Complain. I can't buy shoes in a proper shop. Then you, sh- your mother, you should have not drunk so much milk. Bees. Yeah. You've circled the story in the Times about bees. By Have I? Kai Burgess, yes. Are you sure? Yes. About how bees like jazz. No. <laughs> you are hungover. I've, I've rung this ring of story on the ah! other side of the paper. Oh, not the and it's, bees and, at all. It, and it's come through. Now that you've said it, my interest is piqued by the bees. Mm. But the, the, this, is, this is the marker that's gone through from the other side. Um, da, 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 da. No, this is... Uh, the story on the other side is something that I'd marked and I've already written about in a, 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 a different time. Oh, I see. Um, or forget the bees story then. But think, forget Sting, these bees want jazz. No, uh, bees prefer jazz and world music. Somebody has to, which is obviously not true. But there was a story on Saturday about bees, um, which was about uh, AI and robotics. And they've made, they're very, very close to having made robot bees. 
Um, to do what? To, do, to pollinate things. We've, we've got rid of all the bees and they've now made tiny robots because that couldn't go wrong. No. Just the, the all... They've made billions of tiny little bee soldiers that they've programmed <laughs> to do. So you're going out on a nice sunny day and, oh, bzz, 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 I don't know if they bothered to buzz. Bee, the bees are pollinating the things. For the moment they're pollinating, but they could be turned to any... Yes, other animals you could turn, make into robots and weaponize. Good news, tigers have really died out, but we've made a million robot tigers. <laughs> elephant spies, elephant. brilliant. Who would notice the elephant in the room? That would be really good. Be... A giraffe could look through really tall windows <laughs> and see what, you know, like, forget oh, like keystroke technology. Yes, it is funny. That's quite good. That's quite good. you it was like, funny. actual fish would be quite good. How do you train a lion to be a spy? Yeah. People will go, oh fuck, it's a lion. Yeah, they Never would. not thinking for a minute it might be a That's double right, agent. Exactly. <laughs> You've been listening to Giles Corran Has No Idea with Giles Corran and Esther Walker. It's a Times podcast produced by Ben Mitchell. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts to avoid ever missing an episode. And if you want to find out what I wrote about in the end, there's a link to my column in the podcast description. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.